Welcome to Any Way You Want It. I'm your host, Kaylin McDuff. I'm an LA-based coach for women who want to create lives based on desire. Here on the show, we like to have real conversations about sex, relationships, and life through talks with everyday people, experts, friends, and everything in between, I give you a plethora of options, different relationship models, new mindsets, perspectives, and paradigms. Listen for what sounds interesting to you and follow that. This is just the beginning of you having a life designed entirely from the specificity of your desire. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Any Way You Want It. Um, where you're finding yourself today is on the Valentine's Day special. Uh, we're going to go a little bit longer today. It's probably going to be a little deeper, a little more intimate. Um, and I am beyond honored to have two of my best friends here in Los Angeles um, joining me to just co-create this conversation today. Um, so I'm here with Evan Rose and P Paige Wilhide. I'll tell you more about them in a minute. But first, I want to tell you why this is uh, such a special episode. So um, like I said, these are two of my best friends. We have been attached at the hip um, in this pandemic. And, you know, we have all these conversations on Marco Polo, <laughs> which if you don't know, is like a video app where you can, you know, basically share videos with your friends and talk to them. Um, and we, you know, sometimes I just forget how unique the conversations are that we have, um, in, in my community of women, just the way that we talk about relationships and sex and desire and intimacy and breakups. Like it's just not the kind of conversation that I think is happening in the world. And so when I was thinking about like, Oh, Valentine's Day is coming up. Maybe I should do something. I just immediately was like, I have got to get Evan and Paige on the show. Ladies, welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so excited for this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I can't even believe this. This is like, this is anybody listening, like you all are in for who knows what, but I think it's a treat. <laughs> I think it's a treat. Yeah, we've been joking. Um, we've been, I had this idea a few weeks ago and we've been joking. Um, our little tagline is like a breakup coach, a dating coach, and a sex coach walk into a podcast. <laughs> So, so that leads me in and I want to tell you a little bit about, um, Evan and Paige, and then we'll just jump right into the juice. Um, so Evan, um, Evan is a dating coach. Um, she works with, uh, women and has a program, uh, millennial women, actually, I need to specify. Um, she has her signature program is called, um, love life transformation. Um, she also does courses and retreats. Um, and really the thing I love most about Evan's work is her focus on looking within in, and, and creating the relationship with yourself first and foremost, which is just totally what I stand for. Um, and the thing, the other thing I want you to know about Evan and who she is to me is she's just like pure mischief, this woman. Mm-hmm. Like I, the, the way that I became friends with her initially, our first friend date was like a, like, um, sexy scavenger hunt that my partner at the time sent us on. <laughs> and like, I just knew I had this hit where I was like, yep, Evan, she's just gotta be the one to accompany me on this talking to random strangers, asking people for piggyback rides, going lingerie shopping. Like Evan is just so down, uh, to bring out her mischievous side. Um, so that's who you are to me, Evan. Oh my gosh. I feel so seen Kaylin. <laughs> that was absolutely, that's the best intro I've ever gotten on a podcast ever. Oh Thank my so God. Much. 
Amazing. Um, now it's Paige's turn. Um, so Paige is, um, she's a breakup coach, which just, first of all, can we just talk about how amazing that niche is? She is just completely reinventing the way that we relate to breakups in the world. Um, she's on a mission to help people look at their breakups, not as failures, but as opportunities for growth. Um, she also is the author of the breakup breakthrough journal, like fuck. Yes. So hot. And you know who Paige is for me. I mean, gosh, I met her years ago in New York and we have like 9 million intersections. Like there, honestly, there's no way we wouldn't have become friends. The universe has given us too many connection points. <laughs> and um, thank God we just surrendered and said, okay, it's meant to be. Um, but Paige, the thing that I love most about Paige is um, she, the space she holds is completely magic. Like the woman doesn't even need to say anything, just being in her presence. You can feel her approval, her magnetism and her love. So you're in for a treat to be able to feel that energy of hers today. Wow. <laughs> I don't even know what to say after that. I'm like, <laughs> wow, you got me. <laughs> I love you, Kaylin. Yay. Oh my gosh. I love both of you and um glad everybody's nailed, you know, seven minutes into the show already. Um, so it only took seven minutes. <laughs> so here we are talking about the weird topic of Valentine's Day. I gotta say that there was something in me that felt a little fraudulent when I first was like, oh, maybe I should do a Valentine's Day special. Because if we're just being honest, I'm like, I think like I have so many judgments about Valentine's Day and like the way that it's become this big commercial thing in the world. But when I stepped back and really looked at it, I was like, oh, no, 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 Kaylin. Like, where can we actually get the gold from what this day is? And what's the like the new conversation that I want to generate with my women around what it is? So, um, in honor of that, I just thought we could start, um, and actually talk about what we love about it, you know, despite whatever judgments we might have. And, and, and I, I would also just encourage my listeners out there to think about this question for yourself. What do you love about Valentine's day? What's the good in it? Mm. I love that conversation starter. I, I, yeah, I'm with you that initially there's so much that I'm resistant to around Valentine's day in so many ways. I think that it, you know, can really mess with our heads. And I love any opportunity to celebrate love and connection and mm. intimacy, right? It's like the, the very things that we all orbit our lives around and our work around and just get to be highlighted on this day. It becomes a topic of conversation, right? And from there, we get to choose how we want to honor that or celebrate that or engage with that. And, and that we don't need to do it necessarily in the commercial way or the way that we thought, you know, I'm sure we'll get to this, but like <laughs> the ways that we may have approached Valentine's Day in our earlier years uh, that didn't feel so good or so juicy or, you know, authentic for us. Mm. Yeah. And just like most holidays, it's just a time for us to pause and get connected with people. Right. And that's what I love about it is like, oh, there's this February 14th that's coming up. All right, what do I want to do here? Like, how do I want to lean in and celebrate? Just like around New Year's, just right? Like around Christmas, 4th of July, like, you know, all those holidays, there are opportunities for us to take a second, you know, take a second away from all of the, the uh, structure of our lives and pause and be connected with people. Yeah. Oh. Uh I love, I love that. Oh my gosh. Aren't my friends just so smart? 
That's it. We're done here. That was a great podcast episode. Oh, that was awesome. Thank you so much for having us. That's a wrap. Oh my gosh. Well, you know, and I have to say the thing, um, as I was thinking about this, the thing that I love most about it, in addition to what both of you said is, um, it's done well. Valentine's day can just be an opportunity to cultivate our desire and cultivate our attention. You know, it's like all of a sudden people need a day to be like, Oh, I'm going to make dinner reservations. Oh, I'm going to ask my wife, what kind of flowers she likes. And, uh, you know, (laughs) and it's sort of like the, you know, the part I don't like is that it's like, Oh, we have to wait right for a Valentine's day to do that. But the part that's amazing that I really want to celebrate is that it actually, like Valentine's day from its highest and its best, you know, if it was like a person, it really encourages people to, to like pour out love and to look at, um, how they want to curate the details of the day or of the event. Mm. Yeah. I, I think too, what's so important about what you just said, Kaylin, is that really choosing to come from a place of desire, like really choosing to get curious with ourselves and with our partners or whoever we're celebrating with, right? Doesn't just have to be a romantic partner, but to really get curious about what, what is my genuine, right? Like coming from within my core desire rather than where I think we can get tripped up is how do I have this day look like it should look, right? Like, how do I have my celebration of this day look Instagrammable? How do I have it look, you know, and then we get disconnected from our desire and you might have a great photo to show for the day, but you, I know I've experienced this in years past where you're not actually feeling connected to the desire, the love, the intimacy, the connect, you know, whatever it is that you are wanting to experience. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that happens when we're when we're trying to use the external factors, like what we see everybody else doing, as the as as the you know barometer for where we should be or what we should be doing, rather than looking internally and saying how what is the desire actually for me? How do I want to celebrate? Rather than oh, there's this like five course dinner here at this place. That's an option. Or I got to buy that like box of chocolates for my honey, (laughs) you know? (laughs) So, um, so it's, I think it can be really easy to slip into comparison here and seeing how is everybody else celebrating? That's how I should be celebrating rather than looking at your own desire. So what an opportunity for us to like tune in to our bodies and say, what do I want? Totally. Well, and gosh, I love that distinction of, okay, what's happening in the world or what, what we hear from pop culture or the women around us or the institutions around us. I mean, there's just so much noise about there that, you know, any, anytime you have a thought that's like, oh, I should want it to be this Mm -hmm. way. Right. That's what we call a compensatory desire, ladies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. We know about those. <laughs> you know, and and what a gift, what a gift to just like like you both of you said to really like slow down and um and feel into your desire for this day. Mm. I love that. Um Oh my gosh, Paige, this is reminding me, I don't even remember all the details of this, but this is reminding me of this thing you had recently with a man where, where, um, you had to kind of like dial into the desire. I forget what happened, but, but he was like, Oh, maybe let's do this thing. And you were like, wait, hold on. Can we actually like, you felt the thing. Will you share that example? Yeah. I'm telling it terribly, but I think it's so connected to this conversation about like, oh, we have all these big ideas of what it should be. But then when we look at the desire, it's like actually maybe even simpler. A hundred percent. And yeah, I didn't even think about that until you just mentioned that story, but it really is related. So I 
um, I met this guy on an app and we were chatting about like all of the things that we wanted to do. And we met up in person and he made this whole list. So essentially he's, he's a play partner. That's how I'm bringing him into my life. So we're exploring. Okay, can we just pause and just say how hot <laughs> that is? Ladies, you could just have somebody in your life who you call a play partner. Okay. Continue Paige. <laughs> yep. There's no chance of anyone putting a ring on it. Like it's just, it's play. It's just for fun and for both of us to be fully in our desire and fully in our truth. And that's for me, that's what this is about is practicing honesty and truth. And that's important because it comes in, into play here. And so he had all these ideas of things he wanted to do. And we met up in at a park and we're talking about it. And it was exciting at the time. And I'm just like, yeah, this all sounds great. And then um, we had scheduled a time to meet up for our first sort of play date uh, at his place. And he- Play said, date. I'm sorry. Can we just like- <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that, I just said that. And I was like, that's I, cool. Play date. A play date. Dude, just, just let's let the people just sink in the sensation of that for just a minute. Adult play date. Adult play. Yeah. So, so hot. hot. <laughs> okay. I can't promise I won't keep interrupting. Continue. No, Kaylin, I have to say you are magical at slowing down stories and you are so welcome to keep stroking me to slow down. I am <laughs> happy to make that adjustment for you. Oh, you know, I love the details Paige. I know you do. <laughs> so, um, okay, he was like building out this sort of curriculum for our very first play date. And it was like from, and I wanted it to be two hours. That was my desire to have a two hour container on it. And he was like, okay, from five o'clock to five ten, we're going to greet each other and do like put our third eyes together and, and do some kind of, and so he's like going through this whole list of things, which all sound great and fine. And on, as we're talking about this, this was over the phone. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Sounds good. And my whole people pleasing thing came into play after I hung up with him and I started connecting with you guys around it. I was <laughs> like, I don't want to do all that. Like that feels like way too much. This is like intense. And I noticed that I was starting to get really resentful. I was like, oh, why does he want to like make me do all these things? And it's like, so it's like kind of turning me off and I'm making him wrong about all of it. Yeah. And okay. I, yeah. Hold on. I want to just point something out here. I love this. So the thing I want to reflect is that what, what I see was happening there is, I mean, he got like, first of all, it's so great to have a man that's just like, oh yeah, like bursting with ideas, right? Amazing. So amazing, right? And I think now that I'm rehearing this story, it just feels like there was a place where he got disconnected from his body and the actual truth of the connection that you were having, right? He just started to go on a whole other ride, which was a little head-based from what I can tell. A lot head-based, yeah. And so how beautiful, and it's fine, right? It, we all do it. I do it, you do it. The person next door does it. Um, and so how gorgeous though, for you as a feminine being, you felt that you know and i think as women the thing i want women to hear in this is that like oh when you feel that thing like that is true and right and real okay so that all happened you started feeling like a bit of a disconnect mm -hmm. then what happened so i started feeling a bit of a disconnect which was turning into some resentment and just some like, I was just kind of like pissed off. Like I was like, Ugh. and um, when I connected with you guys around it, which is why I love having sisters to go to, um, I realized that like the real thing I wanted was just to connect. Like I just wanted us to do one thing, which we call a feeding. I don't know if any, everybody here knows feedings, but it's essentially a timed container where you set the boundaries very clearly as to what, how you want to be touched for that amount of time and your partner touches you. And, and that's all I wanted to do was a feeding. Um, and so when I realized that and shared that with him, 
he felt so relieved. <laughs> he was like, oh my God, thank you. <laughs> because the my desire, like you said, was actually the truth. Like that was the true thing. I was so scared to share it with him because I was like, oh my God, he's going to get scared. He's going to make, he's going to think that I like, you know, I'm wrong here or that he, he's not going to want me anymore. Like all these stories were going through my head and actually it brought us closer. It brought us more, it brought us more connection than before when I said the thing. Mm. I love the part where, where it's like, uh, he was just freaking relieved. Yeah. (laughs) When he realized I don't have to perform desire. There's nothing to perform with desire. It just flows. Mm. I love that example. Yeah. And I think that's just so related to this idea of Valentine's Day and how we can get so into the planning of it and the like, you know, these are the things that we're going to do and kind of go like all the way in the other direction and Mm -hmm. disconnect from ourselves in the process rather than the real thing of like coming back to ourselves and being like, what's the desire? And usually it's a very simple, a very simple thing that feels great. Totally. Yeah. When I talk to women, like, I I think, you know, a lot of times they're like, yeah, I think, you know, wild sex and, you know, all these things. And I'm like, hold on, let's just like back up for a second. (laughs) maybe you want wild sex, but I, I, my assertion is there's something a little more tender underneath that. Mm -hmm. Well, that's, yeah, I was going to say that, that sometimes the real thing, the thing we're not asking for, or the thing we're not even admitting to ourselves that we want is so much more vulnerable. Like oftentimes the simpler thing is the more vulnerable thing, right? Like asking for chocolates or flowers or the dinner reservations or whatever we think of as, you know, quote unquote, the norm Mm. for most of us might be pretty easy, might be pretty comfortable saying to ourselves, to each other, to our partners, I really want to slow down. I really want to have your full attention on me. I really want, um, our phones to be put away that night and to, for, to feel fully present with each other. I want to, right. It's like that, that can feel really vulnerable to ask yeah. for. Oh my gosh. Totally. It's some, sometimes the simpler stuff is, is actually the most vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Evan. Yeah. I, I want to hear <laughs> about about a time when you really like kind of gave it up and let yourself be vulnerable like that with your desire. Oh, which, <laughs> which story to tell, which example to tell. <laughs> I mean, there's so many, I personally feel like I could make yeah. it for you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. A specific example of time I gave it up and was vulnerable with my desire. Yeah. I mean, that, that has really been the practice that I'm in. Because I feel like for so many years, I knew how to perform dating or how to perform being someone's girlfriend or how to perform sex, right? Like all of that. And um, every time that I've really slowed down and been, and been truthful, right? There's so much growth in that and there's so much connection in that. So an example would be, yeah, an example would be um, someone, this was a year or so ago, someone that I was seeing casually, right? Where like we had at the beginning of the connection, it had, we had a conversation. It was very clear that he was not available for a relationship. He, for various reasons I won't get into, but he was crystal clear upfront with me about that. And you know, part of me just wanted to kind of cut and run knowing that because I was scared of it being messy, right? Like I was scared of my own emotions coming up. I was not totally trusting myself. Like, can I enjoy this connection as it is without the possibility of it becoming something without trying to make it be something right. And do that in a way that's empowered, Mm. not, not in a way that's like, I'm being easy and chill and going along with this because it's what he's available for, which was my 
old MO before doing a lot of this work. And so, yeah. Okay. Let's, I'm just going to pause. Yeah. You guys. <laughs> There is so much gold in that. How many women are there out there that are like, oh, I just, you know, I'll just be like the chill girl, you know? I uh, like, mm-hmm. I don't want too much. I don't want to ask for too much. I mean, I spent 10 years in New York being that. Yeah. Same. <laughs> yeah. Chill girl. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll just fit in with his friends. Oh, sure. You want me to come meet you to watch like a terrible football game and <laughs> drink beer on a Sunday afternoon in the East Village? Oh, I would just love to do that. Are you fucking kidding me? That is my personal <laughs> nightmare. Oh my gosh, totally. I mean, that's who I was really since high school, even. That's how I learned, you know, to get attention from men. That's the story I told myself of why guys desired me because I was so So chill chill. and cool to be with. And I could hang with the guys and I would also down. And, you know, I wasn't asking for too much and low maintenance. Totally. And it was Mm -hmm. such bullshit. And it had me feeling so inauthentic in my relationships. And, you know, then I would look at my relationships and be like, you know, why does he treat me this way? Or why is he not want? And it's like, I was creating that. (laughs) I wasn't owning what I really wanted. I wasn't, you know, willing to bring my full true self to the relationship. And then, yeah, blaming that. Totally. Okay. So I wildly interrupted a story there. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So yeah. So I, re- when I, when I first connected with this, this man in particular, I really saw it as an opportunity to practice leaning into the connection and being really vulnerable and honest in what was coming up for me. Like I was just really clear with myself that it was not going to be something where I was just going along with what he, you know, with what he wanted yeah. and pretending that it was, that it was all cool, that it was all chill. So the moment in particular that's coming to mind is, um, we had, oh, I, I also, um, so I set certain boundaries for myself in order to take care of myself in the, in the relationship. So meaning, um, I knew, I know my, I know my attachment style. I know how I'm wired. And I knew that if we were having sleepovers, if we were together in the mornings, if we were doing things that felt datey, that it would really activate my attachment Mm -hmm. and, and just make it more challenging for me to stay present and enjoy it for what it was. So I set certain boundaries with him. He totally got that, uh, for a couple of months, it was just golden. And then, um, there was some time, there was some night we were in bed and we were lying there. And I just started feel like I could feel tears welling up in my eyes. I could just be, and like, I felt that lump in my throat and that heat of like my, my instincts were telling me, you know, to, to do whatever I could do to suppress this emotion and to not let him see it. Okay. And so I literally like my instinct was like, turn away from him or get up and go to the bathroom and like fix my, right. And come back. And because Mm. the story of course is like, I agreed to do something casual here. I know what this is. I'm not, I don't want to put my feelings on him. I don't want to be a burden in that way. I don't want him to see Mm. my vulnerability. I don't want to feel rejected. If I say I feel this way and he does it all of that. Mm. And in that moment, I broke through that patterning, that conditioning, and I turned towards him instead of turning away from him. And I let him see the emotion and I just shared, I just shared what I was feeling. And it it sounds so simple, but it was like, so like, it's, it's making me a little teary almost now to talk about it because it was just really a moment of me honoring myself and trusting that me saying the real thing here. Yeah. You know, would, would move us in whatever direction it needs. Like it wasn't about the outcome. Yeah. It wasn't like, yeah. What was that? What's, what's one thing that you said to him? Oh, I just said, like, I, um, I said, like, I, I, feel, um, 
I was like, I feel feelings for you. I think that's the first thing I said. I like couldn't even articulate the feelings. I was just like, I feel feelings for you. I feel like um, for me in our, in our play, in our intimacy, yes, it's hot and there's chemistry and physical attraction and all of that, which was kind of the only thing that we had been naming so far. Like that's what felt safe was like, oh, we have this hot, fun, sexy thing. But I was like, there's more to it than that for me. And I also, I feel really connected to you in our intimacy. And I feel this tenderness for you when we're lying here. And there, and I also said, there is part of me that feels sad about there Mm. not being an opportunity for more or to to explore this relationship. (sighs) Wow. Thank you for your generosity. Oh my God. I just, as you, for like the last minute, as you just has like started to open up about this, I just have felt this total like flood of calm go over my body. And I felt a few little tears welling up in the sides of my eyes and um i want to share that because i want women to hear what opens up inside of a sisterhood like this when you're willing to really say the thing and be mm-hmm. witnessed yeah yeah oh my gosh and 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 what i'll just share what it feels like to share with sisters who see you and can hold that space and honor you. It's such a, it's such a relief, right? To get to be honest and messy and vulnerable with each other, because just as much as we, you know, have talked about this conditioning of being the chill girl with men or, or with, you know, romantic partners, I also used to feel that with women, you know, with, with sisters that I wanted to always seem like I had it all together and that I, like, I wouldn't have, you know, years ago, let women in to know the depths of what I was feeling for someone. Mm -hmm. I would have wanted to really protect my ego there. Right. So it, it just feels amazing also to be able to, to share and, and have supportive Mm -hmm. sisterhood in, in whatever spot we're in. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Hmm. Well, it's so interesting. You know, uh, when we got on here today, I was like thinking, let's like shit on Valentine's Day for a few minutes, you know? But but I started the conversation with, you know, what do we love about it? <laughs> and I love kind of just this, this arc, you know, the, the, the arc of the journey that we're on in this conversation. Um, because it just, it really speaks to what desire opens up, you know, like we could talk about what we hate about Valentine's day. And that's a bit of a closed conversation. Mm-hmm. And so the thing, I, I love that we started here because the thing I'm just present to is how expansive we made it when we just started talking about um, desire and attention. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's almost like, it all, it's almost like collusion. It, it feels like to talk shit about Valentine's Day. Yeah, right? You know? <laughs> Yeah. I'm just like, I don't know. Like I thought that could be a funny thing, but it's sort of like, uh, I don't even know if that deserves our attention. You know, it's also not really true for us. I mean, it, it like, yeah. this, of course, this is the way the conversation is happening because right. something I'm so present to is that our conversations, you know, whatever they're about happen in the context of possibility right desire (laughs) and desire (laughs) yeah so like we don't we don't spend very long usually being like here's the thing that's not working here's the thing we hate we're like okay what's possible here what would feel better how do we (laughs) that makes so much sense that makes so much sense yeah (laughs) we're not like 
like living in our complaints, you know, like that's not the world that we live in. Mm -hmm. Totally. And, you know, to be clear, sometimes we give ourselves like five minutes to be in our complaint. Actually, we really, I think, have like fine tuned the skill of holding space for that for each other, you know, in sisterhood. But even our complaints, I I actually think it's more just like vulnerable sharing. Like Mm -hmm. there's just not a lot of complaining that happens here in this in this sisterhood. You hear that, ladies? (laughs) Uh, yeah take that one get uh get uh get get your complaints out and just get into you know your vulnerability and and let people see you and uh that's the place from which like you can really be witnessed and supported you know that's a spiral up conversation vulnerability actually i'm just now seeing this I, i you know i think about like a spiral down versus a spiral up in a conversation. And it's like, oh, wait, vulnerability has, it's not even spiral up. It's like a spiral out that I think vulnerability does. Yeah, Mm -hmm. totally. Well, coming from, coming from the improv world, Mm -hmm. um, it's a yes and conversation, you know, when, when two people are, are talking and one person shuts them down and says, no, there's not really much more to create. Like the creation is done, is dead. The conversation's dead. Totally. And you can open up and share and be vulnerable and tune into your desire and say, here's what I really want. Like, here's the thing that I want that's scary to admit. That's a yes and conversation. And it opens up the the potential for your partner to respond to that. Mm -hmm. Your partner or your sisters, or your sisters. Or just who or whoever. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Okay. Well, I want to take this conversation then in kind of a, it, it's, it's all related. Um, but you know, it seems like the, the other theme that's coming out, you know, we just had this whole little arc about desire and vulnerability. And I love that. And, um, attention, high attention. <laughs> I think is worth us spending a little bit of time on because it's totally, you know, it's one of the things I said at the beginning that I love about Valentine's day. It's just like, it's high attention. And you know, if it just takes us marking a random day on the calendar and saying it's Valentine's day, y'all need to put some high attention out here. Then you know what? I guess I can just get behind that. Like, (laughs) and let's not limit ourselves to Valentine's day, but if that's where you got to start, then you know what? I'm a yes to that. Yes. Um, Okay. So high attention. Let's just talk about first what, like what it is, how, like how you, how you um, both like see it in the world and in your relationships. Let's start square one. Um, For me, the way that I see it is like being very dialed in and very intentional. Mm -hmm. with where you're focusing. So you can put high attention on another person. You can put high attention on a project. You can put high attention on yourself. And when you are, when you're putting high attention on something, it means you are fully dialed in and, and all everything that you are pouring out goes toward that thing. Mm Or in my case, high attention on your plant. I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) Or on your kitchen. Yeah, exactly. I mean, listen, I have a freaking high maintenance AF fern. Okay. And like, (laughs) oh my gosh, I have to check her every day. I have to make sure she's wet all the time. Yeah, ladies, she's wet all the time. I talk to her. I tell her stories. Oh my God. She's so high maintenance and she's thriving. She loves being in my home because I really, I like, she's like a little person to me, almost this little fern. Oh my God. Okay, I'm really seeing where I need to stop saying that I can't keep plants alive and just admit that 
I have chosen not to put attention on plants. <laughs> wow. Same. I say I'm right? a bad plant mom, but that's yeah. not actually true. I just choose not to put attention there. Yeah. There are so many places we could be using that. Like a, a, oh you know, a friendship you have that's fading away rather than being like, I'm bad at keeping up with people. I'm bad at, you know, getting on the phone. It's like, I'm actually just, yeah, I'm choosing not to prioritize that. I'm choosing not to put attention or energy in that direction, which is totally fine. fine. We can't put high attention on everything at once, mm-hmm. but I, I do think it's also important just to acknowledge, right. Where we are choosing or not. And yeah. The other thing that came to mind for me is we can, and, you know, I would really invite everyone to consider putting what it looks like to put high attention on yourself, Mm. right? Because there's such a difference between just being with ourselves by default, because we're physically, literally always with ourselves, especially in a pandemic, especially in a pandemic, right? versus really saying, okay, what would it mean for me to pour into myself? What would it mean for me to have my attention, my energy, my curiosity, my right, whatever it is on myself? Mm. Hmm. Oh, yes. I, I love this. Well, and I, it reminds me of something you posted recently, Evan, where you were like, Okay, having a an intentional date night with yourself is different than just like being by yourself on a random night. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And if you think of it like think of it as though you were with a partner, as though that were a date with someone else, right? Yeah. If if your partner were to be like, okay, um it it's quote unquote date night, we turn the TV on, we're both on our phones, right? You can feel that person's attention is not on you <laughs> or is not on your relationship, is not on the thing that's being cre- created between you. Then it doesn't matter that we're calling it date night or time together or whatever. It's not quality time. It's not connected time. It's not going to be nourishing. You're not going to feel cared for, right? You're, you're probably not going to get what you wanted from the experience of that night. So. Yeah, it's compensatory. Something like mm-hmm. that is compensatory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So really looking at that with ourselves, where do I say, oh yeah, I'm having a night in with myself, but then I've got three devices going on where I'm distracted. I'm mm-hmm. checking in with other people, you know, to get a hit of, of the connection that I'm really craving for myself. I am right. Doing other things to, to fill a void. And then wondering why I don't actually feel any deeper connection with myself than, you know, before the evening began. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love the like, um, you know, date night with yourself as just um, a beautiful attention practice. Mm. You know, it's, oh my gosh, that's so beautiful. And, you know, I think as we're like, this episode is coming out as we're, you know, leading up to Valentine's Day and, I really want to invite everyone, um, you know, we're in a pandemic. Things are weird. (laughs) You know, like I'm over here just chilling in a two bedroom bungalow by myself. Right. And, um, and so you can create anything that you want, you know, whether it's like you're creating something with the people who are in your COVID pod or you're creating something by yourself or creating something with your partner, just like you said, Evan, like put some attention on like, Oh, put your electronics away. Oh, what's the, you know, what's the dinner I want to create? Like what music do I want to be listening to? Do I want my favorite kombucha? The answer is yes. Yes. (laughs) Always with a sprig of rosemary, please. And thank you. (laughs) That is attention to detail right there. It is. Yeah, I think too, a fun, I just want to throw this idea out for anyone listening, a fun way to tune into what you want to create for yourself, if you're having trouble with that is, Mm -hmm. I really like to have, um, have someone choose a quality that they're wanting to experience. So let's say it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, the thing I'm really craving is, um, is play, or the thing that I'm really craving is to, to be in my sensuality, I'm craving some like, you know, sexual connection, or I'm craving, um, 
I'm craving like peace and grounding. So when you get in touch with what that, what that quality is that you're craving, then you can start asking yourself, okay, how might I create that? What are the, what's the environment? What are the activities? What would I write? What would the music be? What would, and like pretty soon you can start going on this whole desired train of like, oh, there's a million little details I could add in here to have this feel really special and really um, to kind of, you know, go back to what we were talking about at the beginning of the episode to have it feel really uh, connected to my desire and what I'm craving rather than, oh, date night for one means a bubble bath and wine because that's what I see on Instagram. Oh my gosh, Evan, you're just stoking this desire in me now. I'm like, like, what's the word I want to feel? Oh my gosh, I want to feel erotic. Yeah, (laughs) totally. And so then it's so fun because it's like, you can create that. I mean, you know this, right? But it's like, we can create that. We don't need... Sure. If you, if you have a partner right now, or if there's someone who you desire to and can safely play with great. And rather than putting the pressure on, okay, now let me ask someone to give that to me totally, or put the responsibility on someone else to provide me with that, to turn me on, to have me feel erotic. It's like, Oh, what are Um, all of the ways that I can play with my own eroticism? I, okay, I got a desire of the thing that I want to do for my Valentine's Day. Let's Say hear it. it. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know it's a real desire. Oh my God, I'm like, <laughs> when you get streaky. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so I want to feel erotic. So I'm going to dress up. I want to just like wear one of my really hot like lingerie uh, numbers. Okay, I want to like dress up. And then I just want to be noticed. I'm going to share this desire with like, let's say, I don't know, five of my man friends. And I'm just going to arrange like a 10 minute Zoom call with each of them for them to just literally take me in and notice me. (laughs) Obsessed with that. <laughs> oh my god. That is so hot. Like, yes. Does everybody here like everybody here? Everyone listening see how it can be however you want it? Like Kaylin is so good at that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. And if you're my man friend listening to this <laughs> and you want to be in on this and you have my phone number, you know, just text me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Wait, there's something so good here. Okay. The, the word attention, let's go back to this for yeah. one second. Really, Kaylin, what you're describing is like, I want to feel men's attention on me in this way, right? Yeah. And the word attention, has at least for me and I know for a lot of my clients you know has such a negative connotation of like women shouldn't want attention oh. stop stop trying to get attention I, you know I mean I I remember being very aware of that even growing I was a theater kid and like loved being on stage and loved having attention in that way but then I yeah. also remember getting messaging about I'm also an only child people love to say oh you you know make comments about yeah wanting attention or just hearing other girls you know casually drop something about like oh she's always trying to not about just in general right like trying to get attention from men trying to mm-hmm. get guys attention as such a negative icky shameful thing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We've made it. We have made it so wrong for women to want attention. We shame, we shame women for wanting attention. Yeah. And I bet there's nobody who doesn't want attention. (laughs) Everybody wants attention in some way. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, and I'm curious, like, um, I want both men and women to hear this. Um, So this is for everybody. Um, What does it feel like for you when you receive really high quality attention? Like, what is that experience like? Mm. 
<laughs> I mean, as a woman who has spent a lot of time in my masculine, like yeah. running the show, being the person who has it all put together, going, 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 hustling when someone, and I'm specifically thinking of like a man in particular, putting attention on me, I, the feeling of surrender is something that I just like, I don't need, I don't think I have words for it, but it just feels like I can breathe and be in, be my soul. Does that make any sense? Oh, <laughs> yes. 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 It's like that. It, I don't know. It's just like a big exhale. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was so well said, Paige. And yeah, that's exactly, wow. That's exactly what it feels like. It's, it's like, oh, there's nothing that I have to try to do or get or force or prove or earn, right? It's like just being able to receive, just being able to receive and be, right? Like be really present in that moment. There's also such a feeling of specialness. Like I, you know, like you, you get to feel so special and just seen in who you are, Mm. whether it's from a partner or romantic interest, whether it's from your sisters, whoever it is, it's that feeling of really being seen and and valued too. Our attention is so valuable. It's all you've got. Right, right. So to feel that from someone, it really has you feeling prioritized and valued and cared for, cared about. It's such a gift. It is such Mm. a gift. Mm-hmm. I have a I have a thing that just came up in my head was like we talk about love languages, you know, and like doesn't every love language come down to attention? Yeah, it's like where mm-hmm. do you want to? How do you want to? Re- what's the vehicle through which you want to receive attention? Attention, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, totally. Well, and you know, for, I love that connection. I ne- I've never thought about that, Paige. Me either until just now. <laughs> uh, hey, um, so everyone, these are my friends. Just <laughs> these are the conversations we have on a regular basis. Daily. <laughs> I just I just really need everyone to know uh that these are my actual real life friends. Okay. Uh <laughs> The, um, oh, the other thing I was going to say that I just love about receiving attention is, um, when somebody, you all know how much I freaking love the details. (laughs) (laughs) And and the, the, the reason I love details so much is because I'm like, oh, if this person went through the trouble of figuring, like seeing what my desire was, the details of it, and then moving, you know, like the universe to create that with some of the details that like have just, you know, kind of come out of my desire. I just, that to me, I just feel so loved and so seen and so appreciated. And I think Oh, this is the other thing I'm getting in this conversation, which I think I'm seeing for the first time is like my, I know my genius. Part of my genius is from how, how, like the level of detail of my desire, you know, that's Mm -hmm. just like one way that my genius gets expressed in the world. And so when someone can meet me there, I'm like melting because I feel so seen from who I am from like my creative goddess, you know, it's like meeting that woman. I'm like, I'm dead. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And your, your level of detail around your desire and your willingness to share that is gives so much permission to us Mm. And I'm sure to all, everyone you work with and everyone listening and just everyone who gets to be in your, in your energy field, it is such permission for us to, to, you know, 
be with ourselves in that, that depth of desire and that level of detail and to ask for all of that. It like, you know, it makes all of the, the too much fears kind of mm. go out the window. Mm. Oh yeah. It's so healing to be around women who are willing to just say their desires. It gives all of us approval. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Um, okay. I want to do a speed round before we start to <laughs> start to wrap up. And I want to make sure that my listeners hear, you know, everything that y'all have going on and how they can connect with you. Um, okay. But before we do that, I want to do like, let's say one minute or less, um, a hot time when you received hot attention, Evan go. Ooh, a hot time. I received hot attention. Yeah. Um, okay. I, okay. I had a, um, man who came into town who got an Airbnb that was just so perfect for us to have one night and Ooh. Yeah. And who I came over and the place was like perfectly clean. Candles were lit. Like the space felt so good. And, uh, yeah. And like the, I don't know how much detail to describe. Okay, here, but wait, the- let's just zoom in. What was the hottest moment that you remember from this? <laughs> She's going out of control people. This is a great way to take women out of control. Take okay. Notes. The ho- the hottest moment that I remember from this was him so so slowly kissing my neck and like so slowly starting to kiss down my body in a way that created all of the anticipation and teasing that he knows is what I desire and get off on. Let's just let that sink in for a minute. Yeah. Like I'm going to say one more thing about this. This was someone I had not seen for almost five years. And to rather than just the hunger that, you know, could have had us rush to Mm. get to, to get to the action, to get to, right. To, to focus so much on some end goal to really slow it down and feel his attention on my body. And for me to get to, to, you know, as Paige said, fully surrender and just receive that and like be so present in that slowed down moment. Uh, by far the hottest. Yeah. Like that's where all the juice is for me. So hot. So hot. I love the slowness. I love the attention, the yearning, just all of it. Mm. Juicy. (sighs) Okay. Uh, Paige, your turn. Speed round. Oh my God. When you received hot attention and this could be sexual and it doesn't have to be like, I want to just say, you know, well, hot attention could mean a lot of things. Yeah. So, well, there's, there's so many that come to mind. I'll give you guys, I'll give you one example. Cause this is a speed round. Okay, here we go. Um, I had met this guy. We were like, we were, we started dating a little bit, but it was nothing serious. And I was going to Bali for a women's retreat and he, um, for his work, he traveled all the time and was like very well-traveled and just, just like this, you know, jet set and business guy or whatever. Uh, so he came the day before I uh, was leaving for Bali or actually I was leaving on a red eye. So he came that evening, we had dinner and then he offered to drive me to the airport. And I was like, Oh my God, that's so sweet. And already I was like, that's, that's great attention. Like asking if I need a ride to the airport. Right. He would, he like got my bag, he would carry my bag and put it in the trunk of his car and all of that. And as we're driving to the airport, he says to me, he's like, I know this is kind of weird because actually you guys, this was only our second date. Like it wasn't like we were dating for a while because I lied about that at the beginning, but we, this was our second date. I'd already felt very connected to him already. Yeah. And he's like, I know this is kind of weird for our second date, but I have something for you. 
and he reaches over to like the pocket in his drawer in his um door right there and pulls out an envelope full of cash in the currency of Indonesia. I forget what the name of the currency is, but he had this envelope of money and it was labeled Indonesia and hands it to me before my trip to Bali. <laughs> and for me, that was like, I had never had a man who was so precise in that attention. Like it wasn't just here, you know, here's a gift. Here's something that I picked up somewhere right? It wasn't just like, here's some cash, which would have been kind of weird. It was like, here's the, the currency of the place you're going as a gift. And I was like, wow, this feels so good. I was high off of that gift for oh, a while. My <laughs> gosh, that is so hot. I love that example. That is some high attention people. And it's very simple, right? It's just like him putting some, pouring some love into a little teeny tiny corner of your life that was unexpected. Yep. We'll never forget it. Never forget it. Brilliant. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, uh, you know what, actually I'm going to share mine real quick and then we're going to land this plane. Uh, so one of my, <laughs> my, you know, one of mine is that uh, I was just racking my brain. I'm like, what am I going to say? So many examples. Uh, one of my favorite though, is when I was in Mexico, 2019, I was on a vacation by myself. I met this incredible, amazing, magical man his name is Cesar, totally going to send him this episode. And, um, we, you know, we started to get to know each other and, you know, we went on a few dates and then I got food poisoning one day and I just like, couldn't leave my, uh, bung I was in a bungalow, of course, um, couldn't leave my bungalow. And, you know, I, I was talking to my health coach and she's like, you got to get some rice. Okay. So I asked this man, I'm like, could you help me get some rice? He goes to like probably 15 different restaurants all over the city. He cannot find rice anywhere. And he's like texting me. And, you know, I just reach a point where I'm like, it's okay. I'll be fine. And he's like, no, he goes back to his house and like has his personal, uh, I don't know, like chef or something, make the rice for me. And then he delivers it to me with like a banana and all the things that I need. And it's like, I met this guy like three or four days ago. Right. And he's running around Mexico trying to find rice for me. And in that, in that, I just felt like so taken care of you know, and so loved. And this, again, this is just like from a totally, you know, person I had just met. Um, and so, yeah, the thing I want you to hear is like, it is possible to bring attention anywhere into any relationship or any interaction. And, and that really is like my hope that people can hear in the Valentine's day conversation is that it's just an attention conversation. And that is the hot conversation to have my friends. All right. Mic drop. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> Mic drop. Now we're going to transition. Cause, um, I told you, I, did I mention these are my friends? Um, and they do some pretty freaking cool things in their businesses. Um, so Evan, I'd love for you to share just what you have going on, how people, what's the best way to connect with you? What should the people know? <laughs> yes. Okay. The main thing specifically for single women out there right now is that I'm hosting a virtual self-love mini retreat for Valentine's Day for single women on Saturday, February 13th. Uh, it's going to be an incredible afternoon or evening, depending on your time zone, super nourishing connection with other women. I'll be leading you through self-love practices. It's going to be gorgeous. Um, join us. Should I say the link now, Kaylin? Or uh, yeah, we'll, we'll put the link in the show notes. Perfect. And everything else, my Instagram, Evan Rose, that's where I hang out. You can learn more about the retreat there, courses, all the things I've got going on. Um, and you can also always just DM me to say hi. I just love connecting with new women who are wanting to explore this work. Oh yeah, definitely DM her to say hi. <laughs> <laughs> Highly recommend. 
<laughs> oh, all right, Paige, tell us what sh- what should the people know? Hey, people. <laughs> um, so what you should know about me is that I am the founder of Break Up Breakthrough. And you can find me on Instagram at Break Up Breakthrough. And you can also DM me while you're DMing Evan. And I host monthly breakup recovery workshops. So anybody going through heartbreak, men and women are invited. Um, heartbreak, divorce, separation, breakups, any, anything in that realm. And, um, yeah, I have a, I have a breakup breakthrough journal coming out as well. So stay tuned for that. If you follow me on Instagram, you'll hear all about it. Oh my gosh. And when is your next, um, breakthrough workshop happening? My breakup recovery workshop is coming up on February 25th. I believe. Okay. Amazing. Yes. Great. Um, I highly recommend everybody getting in on Evan's retreat and Paige's workshop, you know, depending on where you find yourself in your life, there's something here for everybody. <laughs> you could also do both. Honestly, you literally do both. Exactly. Totally. <laughs> totally. Um, amazing. Okay. We'll put, like I said, we'll put all those links in the show notes. Um, and then, uh, for, for my listeners, just so you know, I mean, you know, I've always got something, something going on. Uh, but for Valentine's day specifically, I also have an event on Saturday, the 13th. Um, I'm partnering with three other coaches, uh, with an organization in New York called women of culture. And we're doing a Valentine's day of self-care and, um, and sisterhood. So that is from 8 a.m to 10 30 a.m pacific so you could do a double header go to my thing and then go to evan's thing in the and later in the day and just have a day (laughs) best day ever put so much attention on yourselves do not limit yourselves to one event (laughs) there is there is no scarcity no scarcity All right. Um, amazing. Any, any closing thoughts, ladies? <laughs> I just love you guys so much. I know. <laughs> every time I talk to you, I'm like, I'm in awe of my friends. They're amazing. Oh yeah. Did I mention these are my actual real life friends? Okay. Um, all right, everybody. Thanks so much for joining and we will see you next time. Mwah. 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 Thank you so much for listening in today. If you got something from this episode, please share it with someone in your life and pop on over to iTunes to give us a five-star review. I'm so committed to more people custom creating their sex, relationships, and lives from desire. And this podcast is a big part of that. If you have ideas for the show or want to learn more about working with me as a coach, head on over to my Instagram at Kaylin McDuff or my website, kaylinmcduff.com. See you next time.